Thank you for joining Healthy Mind, Healthy Body. My name is Allison Ralston. I'm a physician assistant and brain health coach. Today's topic is the physical effects of fear. Fear is defined as an unpleasant emotion caused by the belief that someone or something is dangerous, likely to cause pain, or is a threat. That definition you can find on Google Dictionary. It is also defined as a feeling of impending doom. Other terms or other words that we use to describe fear include dread, anxiety, nervousness, worry, unease, unrest, and apprehension. We have all experienced fear at some point in our life. Fear is a God-given emotion to alert us that something is amiss, but left to run amok, fear will cause physical illness. Fear creates stress on the body. Merriam-Webster defines stress in five different ways. Today, I'm only going to discuss one of those definitions. If you have a chance, please look it up. It's very interesting uh, how stress is defined. But stress is defined as a physical, chemical, or emotional factor that causes bodily or mental tension and may be a factor in disease causation. The natural body response to fear or stress is cause of fight or flight response. The brain receives information regarding stimuli from the eyes and the ears alerting the amygdala. When the amygdala interprets the message as a threat, it sends a distress signal to the hypothalamus. This activates the autonomic nervous system which controls heart rate, pupil dilation, blood pressure, breathing, and vessel dilation or constriction. The autonomic nervous system is composed of two parts, the parasympathetic and the sympathetic nervous systems. The sympathetic nervous system elicits the fight or flight response. Adrenaline is released, increasing blood flow to the muscles and increasing the heart rate, preparing the body to make a quick exit or to run. Adrenaline also triggers the release of glucose and fat-increasing energy. As the adrenaline begins to subside, the hypothalamus pituitary adrenal system is then activated. Hormones are released that stimulate the release of cortisol from the adrenal glands. Cortisol will continue to be released as long as the brain continues to perceive something as a threat. Cortisol will go down when the perceived threat is over. The parasympathetic nervous system will then kick in, causing relaxation and calm. Studies have shown that chronic levels of stress can continue to activate the release of cortisol. Over time, cortisol suppresses the immune system, increasing our risk of illness. Cortisol also promotes weight gain. Increased levels of adrenaline also can damage arteries and increase blood pressure, increasing our risk of heart disease and stroke. If you'd like to read more about the physical effects of stress on the body, you can go to an article entitled Understanding the Stress Response, published by Harvard Health Publications. More than 87% of illnesses are stress-related, and the stress or perceived threat starts in the brain. It does matter what we are thinking or meditating on. Fear can also be a learned response. If you had an anxious parent who was overly concerned about you getting sick, 
when you may have learned or become overly worried about your health. Every ache and pain becomes to you or in your mind a serious illness. That's when fear kicks in. You may have had a parent that was worried about you getting hurt, not allowing you to try new things, teaching you to be afraid of trying new things or fearing something bad would happen all the time. Of course, life happens and many of us have had or have experienced unfortunate hurts and accidents that have reduced fear and trauma in our lives. It's what we do with the fear and the hurt that determines how we will live each day. Growing up in a stressful environment, I am all too aware of fear and its torment. At around the age of eight, a man who worked for our family sexually assaulted me several times. During one of those assaults, I had a candy sucker that I was eating while the event took place. This began my unhealthy relationship with food, using food as a way to deal with my anxiety and in some ways to escape reality. I was very overweight as a child and was teased a lot, compounding the feelings that something was wrong with me. As a teenager, I felt that if I was thinner, that someone would love me or that I would fit in better in school or uh, in other social uh, engagements. I always felt that I never fit in. Food addiction led to bulimia and then to abusing alcohol to help me fit in. I went from one bad relationship to the next, each time feeling more and more rejected and unloved. Growing up in the church, I learned about sin and thought that I had to be good enough to be loved. I saw God as angry, just waiting to punish me because bad people like me deserve to be punished. I had a religion, not a relationship with a loving Heavenly Father. I never learned about grace and the healing power offered to me through the cross of Christ. I started praying when I was about nine years old. But because things just seemed to get worse, I believed the lie that I was not lovable. I was depressed, overweight, suicidal at times, and tormented by the fear of the future. I spent a month in, a, in Dallas Hospital for the bulimia and three months in a halfway house. It was in the halfway house that I had a dream. And in the dream, I saw a casket in front of me, and over the casket was a bright light. In this dream, I heard Jesus say, I am the way, the truth, and the life. I remember being in church shortly after this dream, looking at Jesus on the cross and saying, please help me. It is at this point my life began to change. Things started to get better, but because I had no teaching about who I was as a believer in Christ, I continued to be tormented by fear. You name it, I worried about it. I was addicted to worrying, you might say. My mind was always going, seeming never to shut off. I would go, I would do all right for a while, but then something would happen and I would go back to begging God to forgive me or back to condemning myself and thinking that I was uh, unlovable or stupid. I was extremely hard on myself. I was never good enough, smart enough, pretty enough, or thin enough. I feared retribution from God, and I went to church and prayed out of fear, not out of love. I was also very self-righteous and critical of others. I feared the future and was always concerned about something bad happening. I was afraid to get my hopes up because I knew something bad 
was just right around the corner. I was also very afraid of God because I thought that the bad things that happened to me were from Him to punish me. In 2007, I came to a place where I sunk down into the pit of depression and condemnation again. It is at this point I told God this. I have been praying to you since I was nine years old. I know you are real, but I need to know that you are real. In other words, I needed confirmation that he was with me because I could not live this way anymore. Shortly after this prayer, the Lord sent a wonderful woman to begin to teach me the wonder of God and his amazing love. I actually felt the Holy Spirit for the first time and felt the Father's overwhelming love. I learned that I had a stronghold of fear and that I had believed lies from Satan as to who I am and who God really is. I began to look back at my life and I could see God's hand of protection. I really should have been dead with all the risky behavior and the bulimia and all the things that I did. But I, I began to learn that it wasn't God who was doing this, but it was the devil who came to kill, steal, and destroy, and that he had been trying to kill me for a long time. I began to read the Bible. I began to understand that, that God's promises is that he was protector and he was my shield. As I, by faith, went to him in prayer and reading the Bible, he began to heal my heart and to break one by one every stronghold of fear in my life. He put wonderful people in my life that showed me the love of the Father. All he required of me was to believe him over the lives of the enemy. It was not easy to trust God, for I really trusted no one. I really had not let anyone uh, get too close to me because of the fear of rejection. But the Lord told me that he would never leave me or forsake me. He began to prove his faithfulness. And as a little child, I began to receive and believe his love for me. His love has transformed me. He has made me courageous and confident, not in my own strength, but I am confident in his strength, power, and wisdom. Fear was at the root of my weight problem and had caused me to never really get close to anyone. Fear also drove me to smoke cigarettes because I was told that it would help me lose weight. Smoking also helped calm my nerves. The Lord delivered me from smoking in 1983, but this food addiction was much harder. I can say today I am completely healed of my food addiction. Friends, we have an enemy and his name is Satan. He wants you dead, and he will do it any way he can. His greatest tactic is fear. Fear is a spirit that comes to destroy your life and your health. He also uses condemnation as offense. Condemnation is a beating ourselves up over every little wrong thing that we do, punishing ourselves. The Bible says there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ and that we can come boldly to the throne of God for mercy and grace. Jesus has taken our sin and removed it as far as the east is from the west. That's Psalms 103 verse 12. Satan works by attacking our mind and our heart. 
Friends, fear is one of the tactics the enemy uses to destroy our lives. Fear left to run amok in our lives will definitely cause physical illness. So what are we to do? I found the answer in perfect love. Our Heavenly Father loves us perfectly. Listen to what 1 John chapter 4, verse 18 says. There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. Our battle with fear starts in the mind and what we believe. Day after day, I see precious children of God weighed down with fear and condemnation. Many are so afraid of getting sick and and of dying that they are actually making themselves sick. They obsess over every ache and pain, and they torment themselves with all the bad things that could happen in the future. This kind of fear is not from God. This tormenting fear is from the enemy, Satan. He would have you believe God is a taskmaster, only loving you when you are doing right. Those of you who are children, of, or those of you who have children, do you only love them when they are good? Of course not. How much more the Heavenly Father loves us. He put His Spirit in us at our conception, and He has created us in His image. The enemy would also have also like you to question your salvation and fear retribution from God. The adversary would have you believe God is not able to protect you, or he is a giver of sickness to teach you a lesson. This is a lie from pit of hell. I ask you this question. Did Jesus put sickness on anyone while he was here on earth? No, he healed everyone that came to him. To overcome fear, we must believe what God says over the laws of the enemy. John chapter 10 tells us that the sheep, that's us who are in Christ, hear the voice of the Father and nothing can snatch us from his hands. We are also told in Jeremiah that God knows the plans he has for us and it's to prosper us, not to harm us. Friends, it is the devil who comes to kill, steal, and destroy. He is the giver of illness, not God. It is God's will that you have life and have a life that is overflowing with joy and health. How do I know this? The Lord prayer says, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Is there any sickness in heaven? No, there is not. Our job as Christian is to bring heaven to earth. We do this by taking God at his word. God wants to heal us and work through us to heal the nations. He longs to fellowship with every living soul. His heart is that none should perish and that all should inherit eternal life. The abundant life is not about right doing, but about right believing. Brothers and sisters, it's time that we rise up against the laws of the enemy and believe the word of God. His love is perfect. His love will drive out fear and bring spiritual and physical healing. Come as you are and receive the Father's love. Let him hold you in his arms and give you life abundantly. 
There is no one that loves you more fully, more completely than he does. He is a great physician. He does not need you in heaven. He needs you here to fulfill the destiny and plan he he has for your life. He is able to heal and protect, but we must believe he is able. The key is believing. To believe, we must trust even when we don't understand. Believing requires faith, and faith comes by hearing. We overcome fear with faith. So so I encourage you today to begin to set your mind on things that are above. Begin to understand that the kind of fear that is tormenting is not the fear that we are to have uh, or the fear that comes from the Lord. The fear that we're to have of the, of, from the Lord is a reverential or awe, a knowing that He is good and that He is uh, just so wonderful and that His love just penetrates through our life. That's the kind of uh, awe or fear or reverence that we're to have for the God, not the fear that takes us to run, run away from Him. So how do we overcome fear? We overcome fear with faith. And faith comes by hearing, hearing wonderful messages of the love of the Father. Uh, Faith comes by reading the Word and meditating on the Word. It says in so many places uh, that if you meditate on my Word, that it will be health to all your flesh. One of the ways that we can build faith is learning to be mindful or to meditate on the things of God. And we'll leave you with Psalms 1, verses 2 and 3. It says, But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and his law he meditates on day and night. He is like a tree planted by the streams of water, which yields its fruit in season, and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever he does prospers. This psalm shows us that meditating on the Word of God day and night. It produces that strength and that confidence that we become like trees, and trees that have deep roots into the stream. And That stream is a picture of Christ that we get the living water from. And as we draw from Him, we will be able to yield fruit in season. And we won't wither, we won't be, we won't be sick, we won't be tired. The law that he's talking about here is not the the Ten Commandments, but it is the promises that we have through Christ, that free gift of righteousness that was given to us through his death on the cross. Mindfulness is one of the ways that we can, you know, press into the Lord and that we can be mindful of his goodness. Be mindful of his promises. So I encourage you today to turn your heart and mind to the Lord. Let that love, that perfect love, cast out fear because fear is tormenting. And fear over time will cause physical illness. The Bible says so many times, do not fear, do not fear. And I believe the reason he says do not fear because fear opens us up to physical illness. Friends, the enemy attacks our mind and he's attacking our heart. Diseases like Alzheimer's and heart disease are on the rise. Even though we have all these medical advances, all we have all this teaching of diet, why? Because we're meditating on evil instead of good. 
If you are a born-again believer, you have access to the Father 24-7, and you have been given every spiritual blessing, and the same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead lives and dwells in you, that you have access to tremendous power. Ephesians says, tremendous greatness of God's power through faith. You have access to power through faith. So today, thank you for joining me. Um, If this is you and you're tormented by fear, I'd like to pray with you. Because fear is torment. And fear is a spirit. And if you are a born-again believer, you have authority over the spirit. It's time to take it and to tell it to get out of your life. And one of the ways to do that is to command it to go. But you have to believe that God is your protection, that God is your shield. You have to believe that you are right with the Father through the blood of Christ, that nothing you do can separate you from the love of the Father. So right believing will produce the right behavior you want in your life. And right believing and this and this internal peace that you receive from the Lord will bring physical health. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, I lift up everyone that's listening to this uh, podcast. Lord, we declare that fear be far from them, Father. Lord, I pray for release of your peace. I ask you to rain down your love upon each one of them now, that they will have a deeper understanding that they are loved, that they are cherished, that that you long to have an intimate loving relationship with them, that you're not angry, that you're not mad, that you say all can come to you, Father. You said all come, all who are weary and heavy laden, and that you will refresh them, that your yoke is easy and light, Lord. May they understand that you are the way, the truth, and the light, and it is through you that they will find health and peace and the perfect love that cast out all fear. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.